Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I am just ecstatic to bring you today's featured guest, Bobby Palmer. Bobby, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to be here, Ken. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. And, and if there's anyone out there who doesn't know Bobby, let me just give you a little background on her. She is the dating and relationship coach for women over 40, and she's the founder of Date Like a Grown-Up. I love that name. Uh, with her expert guidance, smart, independent women from all over the world are now sharing the intimacy, passion, and partnership of a grown-up relationship with their special man. Fed up with being single and determined to succeed in her romantic life, like she had in the rest of her life, Bobby finally figured out the man thing and became a first-time bride at the age of 47. Now, joyfully married, she walks her talk every day as she helps women around the world do what she did, find fantastic forever love after 40. Bobby, take a minute, fill in any blanks there may have been in the introduction, and then give us a little glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Mm, sure. Um, fill in any blanks. Well, the big blank, I suppose, is the 30 or so years um, of my life that I was single and trying, um, trying to find love, I thought. Um, so, you know, we'll probably talk about that a little bit today. Uh, yeah, my life, uh, when I did get married, it just really changed everything. It changed everything and nothing. Um, and by that, I mean, I, I, I sort of got to have the great life I already had, plus my marriage and my new partnership. Um, I think a lot of people think you replace one for the other, but not if you marry the right guy, right? Or the right person. Um, but I guess, you know, what's kind of missing there is, is that after I got married, um, and I would tell people, uh, tell women, especially my story, I got a response, a really common response. And that was, you give me hope. And I got to tell you, I mean, what, what better gift can you give someone that's feeling hopeless about love than that? And, um, I had spent many, many years as a professional in the adult learning, um, in the adult learning industry. And so I was expert at teaching adults how to learn, how to make their lives better. And I just realized um, after I heard that enough that this was the next thing I had to teach. So that's how I came to uh, create Date Like a Grown-Up and, um, and do this like wonderful, I, I have to put in air quotes, job because um, it's more like a passion or a mission um, for about the last eight years. Excellent. So I got to ask you, the, the, the date like a grown-up, 
Was that at all inspired by Joan Rivers? No. What did she? She had that. She'd always be like, "Oh, grow up, grow up." Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So I thought Um, maybe there was an inspiration. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, No, it it wasn't. And um, I used to always, you know, that used to be like, I see people behaving a certain way, like throughout life, making certain choices, behaving a certain way. And myself, I look at myself and I've, I always used to say like, you know, not a real grown up thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, when you're younger, you want to be a grown up. Sure. Yeah. And then when you are, you're like, Ooh, this is kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, let me ask you, cause the way I love to start the show is to, to ask our guests, what what do you use? I call it a guiding principle. It could be a quote or mantras, you know, something that's kind of your touchstone that keeps you on track in partnership. And I'm wondering, what do you use for that? And, and how could our listeners apply it in their lives? Mm. So um, this is interesting. I have a quote that I do live by. And I found it actually, um, interestingly enough, I found it as my husband and I were looking through books, trying to, you know, find quotes for our, our vows. Um, so, and I want to, you know what, I wrote it down because I want to get it, I want to get it right every time. Um, and of course it's not sitting in front of me right now. Um, but it's very much about, um, okay, hold on. I'm going to do it right now because I don't want to miss quote. It's from Lao Tzu. Um, and his quote, his quote is being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage. Being deeply loved by someone gives you strength while loving someone deeply gives you courage. And that's really meaningful to me because courage was what I was lacking for so long. Um, the courage to love and be loved. And so this really speaks to me when you are loved, it does make you feel stronger, but loving someone deeply, really giving your heart to someone, really giving your trust to someone, it takes courage. It takes, um, especially when you've had life experiences in the past that have given you the message about, you know, how scary that is and how um, dangerous it could be to really just jump in and say yes. And so that's, that is um, what I live by in my marriage and my relationship. And it's what I teach to the women that I coach and that I support is that you have so much courage in the rest of your life. And you can take that and apply it to love, um, have the courage to open your heart, have the courage to open open up about who you are, and um, you can jump. It's the only way to do it. I love that. That is that is great. And I, I love that, that quote. Uh, I'm a huge fan of quotes, and that one is <laughs> so specific and to the point, and there's no question what, what it's about. I love, I love that. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Well, let me start this way, because one of the things that our listeners tell us they love about the show is the stories that our guests share. And what I'm going to ask you to do, Bobby, is is start by sharing a story with us of a time in your life. Well, you, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and just tell us that story. What were you doing? You know, how did you trip up or maybe what did you trip on? And, and then expand on what did you learn from that experience that helped you move forward? Mm. 
Gosh, so many choices, so many things to choose from here. Um, I think the, the, and this is so interesting, Ken, to actually talk about myself. Um, it's talk about being vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I was 35, um, I was diagnosed with uh, MS with multiple sclerosis. And at the time, I was a, you know, working 80 hours a week, you know, leading a huge team, multi-million dollar projects, blah, 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 blah. And um, that just literally knocked me on my butt because I literally couldn't walk for a while. And it's, it gave me this um, wonderful gift. Um, when that happened to me, it was, it was a gift and kind of a new beginning for me because you think you have all this control, <laughs> right? I was working um, basically night and day to have control over my life putting it into my job and my career. And that gave me a sense of control. The next thing I knew, I got smacked upside the head and was reminded, yeah, it's not really, you, you don't really have that. So I felt like it was time to get serious and look for love. Uh, and I met, that's what, that was back in the days of uh, newspaper um, personals. Yes. <laughs> so um, some people may not even remember those, but of course we do. So I, I met a guy. Uh, his name was Steve, and he and I were together about three and a half years. And the tripping up part comes in in that the second date, our second date, he told me he would never marry me. He would never get married again, and he would never marry me. And it took me three and a half years to believe him. And that's really what happened. I mean, he said it straight out. He looked me in the eye. He said he wouldn't do it. He had now, I, you know, I could look back and see so many signs uh, that I should have believed him and, and turned around because I, I was 35. I was 36. I wanted to get married. And I took, again, it took me three and a half years. We had a great relationship. We had a lot of fun. Um, we had great sex. We... Uh, liked each other a lot, but we wanted different things, very different things. And it broke my heart. I actually ended up leaving him because he had what he, you know, he had what he wanted. There were um, signs that I see with women I work with all the time that are so clear, like they're, they're like smack in front of you and you don't want to hear him, so you push him aside, right? And you think, oh, he'll fall in love with me. I mean, look at this. We're having so much. We, we really enjoy each other, and we have all these things going, and we're sharing a lot of our lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he'll, he'll do it. And finally, after those three and a half years, I realized uh, that I, it was never going to happen. And I cried for a year. I mean, it was really, really, really hard for me, uh, but I did it. And now looking back, he is such a good man. This, this Steve is just a wonderful man. Uh, but he's the guy that I based my article, Why You Should Be Happy When Someone Rejects You. I based that on Steve because, thank God, he wouldn't marry me. So looking at what I've learned, I can look back and I can see, obviously, he told me, men mean what they say. Um, also, you know, little things like, yeah, I never called me his girlfriend after three years. So that's kind of a little sign, don't you think? And we had just very, very different 
uh, we had some values that were very different. And I learned looking, you know, sort of debriefing that after I, you know, lifted my head off the pillow was it's not about fun. It's not about chemistry. That is not what an adult grown up relationship is about. And it's also very much about taking care of ourselves, right? So in fact, I just talked to a woman earlier today. She's like, I just want to find a man who has fun with, who I have fun with and we have great sex. And I said, well, God, that's great. Have fun with that. Do that. But if you're looking for love, you got to give me more. You, you, need, you need to want more or I want you to want more. And that's what I learned from that. Really painful, really great for a while and then very painful relationship was take care of myself, believe what men say, set boundaries for yourself, really know what you want. And if you're not getting it, ask for it. And if you don't get it, you have to take care of yourself for the long run. And it's not just about chemistry, you know, it's not about chemistry and sex and having fun. That's, that's where the grown up stuff comes in. That's, that was the 18 year old. I call it, you know, my 18 year old was picking this guy, but my grown up self is so grateful he rejected me and wouldn't marry me because I look at my marriage now and I just think, oh goodness, whew, whew, missed that one. You know? <laughs> Great guy, like I said, um, but whew, thanks for rejecting me. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. That that's a very powerful story. And and you know, you you mentioned you know we blow by the red flags and we we don't hear what we don't want to hear. And even when somebody says it point blank to our face, yeah, we're like yeah, he probably means something else, or that's just right now, or whatever that makes us stay there. And there's obviously lots and lots of people who have stayed there and, and pursued this and maybe they, you know, eventually they quote unquote broke the guy down and now he married them and then they're unhappy and they wonder why. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. And that's why, you know, I have a six step, six step system that I work with. And, um, one of my steps I call, um, it, my step three is who is he getting past your list? And that's about, you know, taking that 18-year-old list of, you know, he has to be tall and he has to be cute and he has to be charming and, you know, and we have to have chemistry and blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. Um, and tossing that list and rethinking how you make choices based on how you need to feel, how you need to feel to be happy. So when you are thinking about seeing a man again, um, Get starting a relationship, getting married, you know, all the milestone steps. When you're thinking about you should, it's not about that list that you have. It's not like, does he like skiing? Because I like skiing. It's not about, not about his family necessarily. You know, if so many women, we, we and I say we because I did it. We have these kind of, ch this checklist and these things on the list that make us feel in control. Just like I was talking about before. It's this control thing. Like, like if I, you know, I have a list, I could like check this off. Good relationship with his mother. No. Oh, okay. Off the list. I'm not going to date him. But we have to do, we have to be, we have to dig deeper than that. We have to take responsibility for making our own good choices. And to me, that comes from getting very clear on how you need to feel in order to be happy for the rest of your life. If you're making a choice based on the rest of your life and 
identifying those feelings. And then when you're with men, really being conscious of how you feel with them and tossing that other nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And and I want to add that a lot of women think boundaries, men don't like boundaries. Men love boundaries. Yes. We, I've literally had men tell me boundaries are hot. Yes, yes, me too. I pl- Thank you for saying that. Yes. I mean, tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. And that way I can either, I can give it to you. If I care about you, I'm going to give it to you. Let, let me make you happy. Let me, you know, tell me how to make you happy. And it's also a turn on because it means we're smart and we're taking care of ourselves. And grown up men, um, as opposed to maybe younger men who do want to lead our, you know, uh, want it to be all about them and, you know, have us kind of uh, follow them along with like a little puppy dog. Grown up men, I mean, at least the men I, you know, I'm attracted to and I want my clients to be with and other women to be with, they want a woman who who can take care of herself emotionally and take care of her life and be competent and smart. And, oh, by the way, uh, you still need a man. Yes, I did say need a man to sort of, I hate to say it, it's old-fashioned, but complete that circle for you. They they respect a woman that can do all that for 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 themselves and a woman and this kind of leads me into maybe something I want to talk about and they also love a woman and and uh and cherish a woman who also lets him be the man yes absolutely you know that we can go so many directions with this because it's, (laughs) it's so it's so huge and the thing I would add to the the boundaries conversation is one thing you didn't mention which is Men are the world's worst guessers. Mm, we yes. absolutely suck at guessing. So when you have clear boundaries, once we learn them and they don't move every time we turn around, we don't feel like we're guessing every time. Yeah. Instead, we're like, oh, that was really important to you yesterday. And today you're throwing it away like it's no big deal. <laughs> now I don't know which one to base my next action on. Where when you have a clear boundary and it's it's consistent, he goes... Got it. No problem. I'm not going to be trying something else because I know what works for you or what you need. Yes. And um, I, I hope everyone hears that because, I, you know, I have a really good example of that. Hmm. Um, uh, because, you know, you, you have to you have to do the work. We have to do the work to define our own boundaries. Right. And again, this isn't stuff other people have to do. This is stuff you you're setting a boundary in order to make to keep yourself safe emotionally, physically, spiritually. And then you have to learn how to communicate that in the right way. So, for instance, I had somebody I was working with, and she went out with this man. It was a second date. She was really liked him. They had a chemistry. And they went to a jazz show, and he and they were in a booth, and he put his arm around her in the back and kind of was rubbing her arm. And um, she was really uncomfortable with it. So she said to him, you know, based on, like, our coaching, she said, you know, I'm, I'm – having such a great time. I'm really happy to be getting to know you. Um, I have to tell you that right now, I'm not comfortable with that. Right now, I'm not comfortable with that or I'm not comfortable with that yet. Um, and I, ho- you know, I hope that works for you because I, I really dig you. And he said, turned around and looked at her and said, thank you. He said, thank you. I hear that a lot. Men are like, thank you for telling me your boundary. Because most women would get pissed off and never see him again. Well, and, and you'd never say anything. Never say anything. Yeah. 
And blame him. And then it's like, he was creepy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm, no, some people like that. He took a chance. Yeah, exactly. He was attracted to you. Why is that a bad thing? He, he was, you know. So, yeah, you have. I think we have a responsibility to uh, share our boundaries and ask for what we want. And then the man has a choice. He can say, okay, or he could say no. And that's great. Either answer is good information. Yeah, and... and- Something to keep in mind for all the ladies listening. If you say something like like Bobby just described, and he has this deer-in-the-headlights look on his face, it's not because he's offended. It's because it's so shocking that somebody actually did that. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, you like we're already in partnership. Yeah, right. That's awesome. But yeah. it, we don't hear it, so we don't get that very often, and we're like, wow. Yeah. Wait a minute! I got I got to take this in. Yeah. Holy cow! This this is a totally different relationship instantly. Yes, yes, and it creates um, conversation, mm-hmm. and it creates. This is this is being a grown up. This is you know, uh, being a grown up. This is a grown up relationship, yes. and this like I'm a victim of what this person does to me, or uh, you know, that's great. That's or that or with women, you know, a lot of it is. Um, they still expect men to like perform for them, you know, and, and, and pass this test. And I'm sure you felt that way, Ken, you know, that, and you have friends, you know, who like feel like they're being tested when they go on dates. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a test. It's just you showing up, being your best, trying to bring out the best in the person you're with and enjoying getting to know someone. And you have responsibility just like he does. Um, And so anyway, so this, this is, you know, this is, a different way to date and I, I call it you know dating in a way to find love it's not dating to judge it's not dating to you know quash your fears it's it's just dating with a particular goal in mind and there's a there's a way to do it that works and uh, that's dating like a grown-up yeah exactly well tell you what Bobby I, I want to shift gears a little bit here and what I'd love for you to do is share a story with us of one of your, I call it a proudest moment in partnership. And I mean, sometimes they show up in your career or in your family or romantic. It shows up all over and, and partnership obviously shows up all over. So what I'd love to hear is what is one of those proudest moments in partnership? And, and for me, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but for me, the way I can always recognize a moment that I'm really proud of is as soon as I think of it, I can't help but smile. Mm. Hmm. I like that. Um. Well, I mean, that's kind of easy. My proudest moment is jumping in with my husband. I I was so, and also, I, I have to say, and being in this partnership for almost 10 years, uh, it's my proudest achievement in my life. I mean, I've, I've accomplished a lot in business and in friendships and relationships and all different things, but this is the best thing I've ever done and I'm really proud of it. Well, congratulations. It was hard. It was a long road. Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, that's one of the, the cool things about partnership is you don't fall into partnership. It's a choice. Yes. And, you know, yes, you know, when we're thinking of the romantic partnership, we think of all the the highlights, right? The highlight reel, the vacation and the this and the that and the wonderful, maybe, uh, you know, when they when they proposed and it was so beautiful and it was on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. 
but it's the day-to-day partnership. Mm-hmm. It is. And, uh, you know, I um, can I tell you a little story about my jumping in? Yeah, please. So um, when I was 45, I finally hit bottom when it came to, you know, being just being so sick of being single and really sick of not knowing why, right? Like just beating my head against a wall, trying, trying, trying. So I reached out and I, I, I got help and that was before the days of coaches. And so I went to a counselor and I took classes and and did things like that. I mean, I really worked on figuring out what it was that I didn't know that other people seemed to know. And, um, and I'm really, for me, um, especially for many years, I was sort of little miss know-it-all. I, you know, like you're in your 20s and 30s and you think you know everything. Um, for me to open myself up and acknowledge that I needed to learn um, and I didn't know how to do this was like a really big deal. And with the help of this counselor and with the help of all the work, personal work that I did, the I, the fact that I was able to actually trust myself because that's what it's all about. When you're scared, when you feel like your heart's closed, when you have what I call the wall of I dare you, which is what I had for many years, you know, that wall that we put up, like out, we say that we want partnership, we say that we want love, but there's this wall that if somebody, we think if the person who penetrates that wall he'll be the one or she'll be the one. And um, I learned that that wall was exactly what, that nobody's going to climb walls, especially grown-up men. Grown-up men aren't, you know, aren't uh, trying to go for the challenge. Uh, They don't need it for their ego. They're not going to climb the wall. So putting that wall down was a huge, huge accomplishment for me. I mean, just, wow, what a big change it was. You know, at 45, 46 and when I met Larry, I was, um, you know, we met and married in six months. Wow. And uh, just like I say, jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't recommend that for everyone. Um, it was kind of a unique situation. But, um, but yes, we, we just committed to each other right away. And um, it's been a good life. It's not been perfect. We've had our, you know, our challenges for sure. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I think I feel like I'm babbling, but I'm like, I'm smiling because I, I did it. Like I did it. Yeah. And now like there's hundreds of women that are also doing it with my help. And that's like my second piece of it. Um, I didn't just get to do it for myself. I got to share it. And that makes me feel really good. Yeah. And, and thank you for sharing it because it's so important that you know everyone gets this information and, and is able to do something with it and wherever it fits in their life. Mm-hmm. Well, Bobby, we've actually arrived at a part of the show, I call it Bring It All Home. And this is where we, we step away from the stories. And I ask you to provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can take it and apply it in their lives right now. And where I'd like to start is, what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received from someone else? Uh, that would be advice from Alison Armstrong from PAX, P-A-X. Um, at, that advice is men are not hairy women. And I'm telling you, and this is what I learned many, many years ago when I um, 
took her one of her seminars. The idea, especially for women, women and men, um, we we think we're, we're so different. We're so different intellectually, the way we think, the way we feel, the way we emote, the way we process information. Um, our brains are so different, and our nature is so different. And that was the that's something we all need to remember in heterosexual relationships is that you're not trying to communicate with someone like you. You're trying to, you're communicating with someone who thinks and feels and processes very different. And so um, that's something to keep in mind whenever something comes up that you're not expecting or you're disappointed. I, I hear that all the time. I'm so disappointed that he did that or why did he do that? We're, you know, we're trying to figure it out, but we're trying to figure it out based on how we think and based on how our girlfriends act. And that's not the right way to look at it. So the best advice is to respect your partner and work hard to understand him or her with compassion, with empathy, and with kindness. And with trust that they're, and this is something I had to learn in my, in my, I, I sometimes over and over, he loves me. So knowing that as the basis, we don't have that stuff like, what did you mean by that? You know, where, where maybe my husband said something and I get, what do you mean? Because I know he loves me and I know he's coming from love. So when something comes up that I, makes me feel uncomfortable, I have to remember, okay, where's he coming from? Yeah. You know? No, that's that's great advice and and so important because it I mean it's like the basis right if if we're looking at them as if they're us yeah we're, we're okay. already headed into a brick wall it's not going to work because right. they're not so thank God yeah exactly oh my God that would just be a nightmare yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I mean there's there's a reason that you know we're yin and yang it's to work in harmony. And then everything's there. It, if there's two of the same, it's lopsided. It doesn't work. It's all on one side of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, Ken. And so many women, really, especially successful, you know, uh, real powerful women, um, they want men like them. Mm -hmm. They think they want men like them. I call it, you know, you just want you with a penis. Mm -hmm. And um, boy, when they learn that that's, and that's the guy they've been trying to go after for, you know, years and years and years. When I finally learned that and when I teach that to other women, it's life-changing because, um, you know, when you think of two people like that, it doesn't work. So, um, yeah, anyway, a little tangent, sorry. <laughs> no, and, and, and that point actually has been said by many of our guests. Yeah. Of, you know, they were doing exactly that, trying to be the best guy in the room, not understanding why guys weren't drawn to that. And then yeah. they turned around and went, why would they be? Yeah. And they let go of that whole paradigm and, and just were the best woman they could be. And it's like, oh, and then I had the exact guy I was looking for be like, boom, at my door instantly. It's a total game changer. Total game. That's step one in my system, falling in love with your grown-up sexy self. Mm -hmm. All about your femininity and, and just be recreating that whole woman because yeah. we, we lose her. Yeah, absolutely. And, she's, and yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then, Bobby. What would you say is the best book or resource that you would recommend to our listeners and why that particular one? Uh, well, other than my book, um, I think Allison, I, I'm going to say Allison. 
um, Alison Armstrong's Making Sense of Men is, again, her work on helping men, helping women understand men is, is brilliant and so concrete and tangible. So I would recommend um, Alison Armstrong's book, Making Sense of Men, um, and, and her other resources that she, that she provides. Yeah, that's, it's a tremendous book. It's actually the first way I was introduced to her. And though you'd think the book is exclusively for women, when I read it, I actually understood myself better. Mm, that's because how- what was interesting was everything she said was accurate, but now I understood why I did it. Because I just did it. It was just a part of me. I never looked at why do I do these things. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. just my innate nature. So I hadn't even thought about it. But then when she explained what it was, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that is why I do that. Huh, that's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, so it's actually an amazing thing. And I always encourage people to read that book with your partner. Yeah. Because the things you'll realize that, you know, it clarifies things for them and you, which is really incredible. Yeah. Yes, and and speaking of that femininity thing, it goes the, it, you know, t- tilts the other way too, is that mm-hmm. women uh, have so many feelings, especially when we're trying, like we're in our masculine living our life. There's so many feelings that come up that we try to push away, we try to push away, and it's it's natural, and we're, we're pushing it, and we're pushing it, and uh, because we, we look, sort of run on emotion, and so that's something that... Uh, that once I learned and I help other women learn is just to sort of step into that and really embrace that part of you. It takes away that, why am I doing that? What's that about? Um, you know, like you said, you kind of go, oh, that's why I understand myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's powerful. Yeah, it really is. Well, Bobby, I, I think it's pretty clear to everybody listening. You are a tremendous resource. You have so much to share. And, and there's a huge portion of our, our audience is exactly who you're talking to, women over 40. So I would love it if you would let our listeners know, how do they contact you? How do they learn more about what you do? Well, uh, I would love to offer them a gift. Should I tell them about that, Ken? Yeah, please. Yeah, I'd love to offer them a gift. It's called uh, Four Devastating Mistakes Women Over 40 Make in Their Search for Love. Uh, I I made these mistakes over and over, and I see it time and time. I see these um, very simple things that we do as women who are women who are looking for real partnership, things that we do that actually make the men we want run. And so this is four videos. I'd like to give it as as a gift. Uh, it's all co- it's coaching. And if you can take these four things and make these little shifts, I guarantee you that your relationship with all the men in your life will be so much more open and so much happier and you could relax into just just being with men and enjoying them. So you can get that uh, four devastating mistakes that women over 40 make in their search for love at datelikeagrownup.com slash Ken. Datelikeagrownup.com slash Ken. Perfect. Thank you very much. And if you're busy doing something right now, which most of you probably are because that's how people listen to podcasts, don't worry. It will be on the website. You'll simply go to the website and do a search for Bobby Palmer, and you will go straight to her page with all the links so you can get that free gift. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I mean, what you've shared with us today, your insights, your, your, your vulnerability, it, it, I've learned a ton, and I know our listeners have too. I just want to thank you again for being on the show. Thank you, Ken. I love that you're doing this for for people, helping them in their love lives. My pleasure. 
Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.